Hey, yo, we back with another episode of What We Talking About here in 2019 campaign year. So it's only right that we start getting our politics on here. So we're going to do that. Got a lot to talk about. Of course, Revolt just had their form. We're going to touch on that. But I do have a very, very special guest with me. I'll allow him to introduce himself now, y'all. My listeners, be gentle. Yeah, that's Dion, uh, long-time friend of Landon. So we in the building, man. We got a couple of things we're going to talk about. And like I said, man, anytime we get on here, we're not covering the latest news. We're not doing the newest trends or, or threads, all that. We just here to give y'all our straight opinions on these topics. In the future, I actually want to get down to breaking down different policies and and helping y'all with some of the things that you want us to help you with as far as what to actually vote on but we're just going to talk about a couple things here man we're going to talk about some candidacies we're going to talk about the revolt we're going to talk about current presidents we're going to talk about presidents of the past we're just going to get into it so what's on your mind sir let's let us let us know what's on your mind well let me just start off with my stance um <clears throat> I actually voted for Donald Trump. If some American reason they pass something where we just have to recount and vote again, I'd vote for Donald Trump again. No hesitation, no Omaha at the line of scrimmage, no pump fakes. Um, I also think that with this presidency, this election has opened my eyes to really just think that people like to be lied to. People will refuse to acknowledge facts, numbers, and what they'll do is they'll look at opinions, they'll look at demeanor, they'll look at what your local newscaster tells you, what popular man will tell you, and then they'll run with it. Problem with that is you got to really think that what's important to you. If you have something that's important to you, does this person match that? So for me, I don't have to like my president. I don't have to like how my president talk. I don't like my principal. I never got along with any principal at any school, anytime. But one thing I needed my principal to be was what he said he was going to do, he was going to do. Or I need to know what I'm going to get with my principal. That's the same same tactic that I take with this president. I know exactly what I was going to get. The same president that we we have is the same president we have with the apprentice. Temperament and mouth and so on and so forth. So while we're just sticking to the hand, I'll just end. This is my introduction and my stance so we know where we stand at. Yes, I voted for Donald Trump. Um, yes, Obama's one of the worst presidents we ever had. Okay, that's, that's that was a loaded ending there. But first of all, before I get into that, would you? That was an interesting concept that you just laid out. Would you consider yourself a Donald Trump supporter? By pure definition, I voted for him, so you could call me a supporter. 
I don't seek out to listen to the dude. I'm not going to no rallies to listen to him. I'm not going to no speaking engagements to listen to him. I'm not going to turn my TV on because I want to hear what the next thing Donald Trump is saying because of his personality. So my supporter, I voted for him and there's some things that he has that affect me the way I want. And I actually appreciate what he's done. So you, I guess you might say I am. I guess you might say I am. Now we're going to deal with the President Obama comments a little later. But I do want to ask you a question. So what do you feel when you hear the term make America great again? I feel like America right now is as a whole with all the technology that we have all the advances we have with technology I feel like as hum humanity we're not progressing how the heck do we have a car that park itself but we can't get proper education like that's crazy but we have these public prisons these private prisons and we have this business here that's learned how to make money but yeah we have schools that close every single year at different levels so when I hear make America great again I hear I hear a time where we gotta take it to where we we were actually moving towards something. Where we were actually our purpose was clear. Our direction was more clear. Um, as black folks and also as Americans total. We've never been completely together. But there's been a time where even if we were separate, we all was doing our thing the way we were supposed to be doing it. Um, so when I hear Make America Great Again, I look at things like we're soft as a whole. Um, we're soft. You can't tell somebody you don't like them. You can get suspended, kicked out, fired. You can't tell you can't tell somebody the truth because you can get suspended, kicked out, or fired. Uh, you have sports that is at most soft. You people are um, denouncing the truth. I mean, our sports is really indicative to, I believe, our personality and the character of where we are as Americans right now. We'd rather diagnose somebody with this disease rather than tell them that they're, they're dumb. Or, no, nah, little Tommy's stupid. Let's try to get little Tommy some help. Let's try to work a little bit better this way. Instead of saying he had A, B, C, H, D, H, I, K-O-P all together. I just think Make America Great Again is, man, it's like there's no toughness. Right now, we're real soft. Um, social media has taken over our entire lives to where we have no... Um, people are not allowed to tell the truth. So, Make America Great Again is where people start to have either co cohesively work together or separate work together. 
All right, now one one thing that I see that that was strong in that outline that you laid out was the intent of telling the truth. So let's deal with that. Okay. When we're talking about America, when we're talking about our presidency, mm-hmm. and you said that we we have been separate before, what is the truth? for black America when it comes to this current regime? Like in terms of what? Like what do you mean? So let's just stick with the term make America great again. Is that even speaking to black America? Yes. Because I believe black, white, Mexican, across the board, it's not the same. Across the board, strength. Well, even if it's set races separate, take each reach race and put them in a room. Take the race that was in the '60s or the '70s and take that for each race. If you bring a representative down from the '60s, '70s, and for us, let's do '60s. And, and let, for us, let's do only the first two years or seven years because we've suffered detrimental assassinations in those periods of time with our Black Panthers, with Emo came on the King in the 60s and 70s. Now. Make sure you hit the mic for that. I want you. I want, I want them to hear what you're saying. So, for us, yes, I absolutely think that Make America Great Again can apply to us. Because I believe that each race has became soft. So if you had a room full of people and you was to take a Mexican, Asian, a black, white, and you take today's and you put them all in a room by themselves and bring a representative from the 60s and 70s for each race, they are softer. As a whole, they're soft. Um... From discipline to eating to making sure our kids are exposed to things that they're supposed to. Now, each race may not have suffered through the same turmoil and walls. So say, for example, you have the white race. They haven't suffered the same hurdles that, let's say, a typical black do. Not saying that you don't have white people that have hurdles, because you do. You do have every race that has hurdles. But I'm saying at the same degree that a black person does. So I'm saying that has, on top of that, formed a lot of softness. You know, every race, I just believe, man, it's just it's different. And you look at our TV shows, our sports, all those things, they're soft. Like, you're not allowed to tell somebody the truth. So, when you say, let's make America great again, would that apply to black folks? Absolutely. Because, take whoopings. That was something that you, you go to school and can laugh about. Whoopings was something that you could literally have. Like, that's almost non-existence in a black family. So, absolutely, there's a way that we could be great again as well. The family structure... 
is not highlighted versus this woman who leads the household and her getting hers and keeping hers because of litigating factors like drugs and prison and jail and things of that nature. So yes, I absolutely think that black people are included with that. We just have different factors that's made up why we are all where we are. So now we want to deal with facts here. You okay. know, we are not employees of Fox News. We're not employees of CNN. We are just here and dealing with actual factual things and, and just getting opinions out there. So I want to give you your opportunity to lay out your feelings. Uh, when you say America's not tough anymore or, or they're softer, Is a comment like grab her by the pussy is that a comment of strength? By your definition it is. This is an abuse of it. It's somebody abusing the fact that they have strength over somebody else and they commit an assault by doing it. So yeah. So committing assault, is that something that you look for in your in your presidential candidates? I don't think anybody looks for assault in anybody, so no. But it's acceptable. No, so that if he did something that was within 20 years, which that grab your pussy by the comment wasn't within 20 years of the presidency, that might have been an issue. Okay. okay. Kind of like if you had a president that I don't know. Had all sex. It was kind of a little, you know, shorter. So something that somebody did 20 years ago. I mean, we all have a past. You know, y'all have a past. Including mm -hmm. myself. So, Charleston. Charleston. <laughs> when the president made the comment that there were good people on both sides. Mm -hmm. How did you interpret that comment? I absolutely thought that you had some people that wanted to protest peacefully. My thing is, is I, if somebody wants to come and, and tell me their opinion, however their opinion is, I'll respect them for what they had. I don't care what it is. So, the people that were fighting, there were some good people over there that were fighting for that. The people that were there to protest what these people were fighting, there are people that are actually there to use their American constitutional right. Like, I have a constitutional right not to like you. And they go on the doggone street and write a sign that says, I don't like you. So that because I have that right, I can't be mad when another person wants to exercise that same right. That would not make sense. Because, like, when we got mad at other people, and what they said about Colin Kaepernick, that's the very thing that we want. Like, the very thing that you were able to exercise is the reason why we wanted our voice to be heard. Now, I'll tell you for me. Now, this is maybe how I took it. Maybe this is not the way that majority took it. I seen it as the president going out of his way to show support 
for a certain group. I felt like it was unnecessary. What group was that? So when you're talking about there were good people on either on both sides, and when you have an aggressor who is afflicting harm on another group, why are we going out of our way to show them support? That was my reaction initially when I heard those comments. So you're aggressive when you say that it was clear cut? Like, no, they weren't all fighting? They weren't... Uh, to me, yes, it was very clear cut. You, when you're sitting there and you're, like you said, have your a right to protest. Mm. Peaceful protest. Peaceful. Versus driving your car through a group of people. True story. How many cars was drove through there? Like I said, a car. Okay. A car. Okay. That's not the same thing. So, that is an aggressor that is clearly wow. one-sided. A- aggressor speaks to... When you bring up Charlottesville and bring up the aggressor, that's a qualifying statement that now puts volume to more than one. But then when you single out a situation and bring up a car, that's not the same as playing loose and fast with the truth. So if you're going to say that there was an aggressor and then bring up the car, then that means that's the only aggressor, which would dilute your point because that would only make that person an issue, which would only strengthen my point in defending what Trump said because he said that there's good people. So you take the person that person that has the car, which by your own words, you said that he was the aggressor, and that means that there's other people that weren't. So that was tripping my point. Okay. Okay. So just wanted to look at the totality and give some perspective. Because a lot of times, we see what's out here in the media, we see what's out here in the news, and we just repeat what's being said in the news. And a lot of times when we're on different sides... We don't take the time to actually listen to each other, to hear each other's perspective. So that's what this table is for right now. It's just to hear the perspective and have an understanding of the viewpoint of which somebody else is hearing from. So when you look at these different things now, we're talking about what's going on within these 20 years. You mentioned Colin Kaepernick. When you look at this president and his attack on athletes. (laughs) That's a strong word attack. That's a strong word. Is is, is that too harsh of a word for it? Well, because attack is a verb. So, can't do verbs or words. I mean, now, if you said verbal attack, that would be a qualifying statement. Okay. Which now states that. Because that's what I was about to say. A verbal attack is an action. So... And in, in your example of social media taking over, yes, sir. a lot of action is taking over social media. True story. So with that framework of what we're working in, okay. where's your stance on how the president has used his social media against athletes? Oh, I mean, this is the part where this is like when you, when you ask me the question about am I a Trump supporter? I'm not in the clouds about the orange dude. I'm not in the clouds. 
this dude's temperament is is like a sophomore in high school. He's his temperament is. I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> I know you are, but what am I? I mean, dude answers everything. Who funks with the Pope? Who has beef with the Pope? He's temporal. He's very emotional. And he's easily stirred. And this is the part where I think a lot of people had an issue with him because he's not a politician. You know, um, we, a lot of people in certain positions of leadership have to take things that are unfair, whether it be comments, whether it be accusations, whether it be things of that nature. So in this case, Donald Trump shows his maturity, he shows his emotional state, because he is a slight narcissist, and he uses social media for that. Because you got bigger things to worry about, bro, than a lot of stuff that's on that social media. Matter of fact, why do you have a social media? Your dog on president. So that's my stance on that. I'm not in the cloud about dudes. I voted for them. But I'm not blinded. <laughs> so if I was to say there tends to be comments driven towards NFL and NBA players, yet there's not the same attention to MLB or hockey, would that be a reach? Then again, without you leading that out there like a person would to make a point, hockey players didn't really speak up about the Kaepernick. There's no hockey. Sidney Crosby did not have a stance either way. He was indifferent. So NHL, WNBA, MLB, most of them dudes aren't indifferent. NBA, there's several players that use their platform to speak about their stance on Kaepernick and then of course they're in the NFL so then I already said the dude is temporal and he's easily stirred so he he addressed the people that said something but to answer your question no that's going to be a reach he ain't say nothing to the MLB NHL or FIFA and MLB as, long, as well as NHL have had members taking me as well true story So before we get to, to also FIFA, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, I sit there and I and it just it just wants to put out there because I haven't heard this narrative played out there before, but just wondering is there something that is garnishing him towards this? Because of course there's a lot of people that like to throw around the word racist when it comes towards this president, and so you have these leagues that are more dominant employed by African Americans as athletes who are tending to get more attention from the president than these other leagues who don't have that same demographic. What is your stance on those that call out the president as a racist? <clears throat> I've yet to found somebody that sound body mind so that has legitimate reasons or concrete evidence. Most of the time I meet somebody that says that the president is racist, they give opinions based on reactions or based on some things that, like you said in the beginning of this doggone show, they didn't repeat it from somebody else. You repeat something, 
so many times, it becomes a perception. A lot of times, perception becomes reality. And again, this goes back to how I think we are soft. Because we confuse things like disrespect with offended. You, most of the time, are not disrespected. You are offended. Because disrespect has an origin, has a definition. And part of that definition has to do with the person that said, did, whatever that per- whatever they did. And it's about intent. Offense, you don't have to have intent because that's something how you feel. You have racism and you have insensitive. A lot of people get that confused. This is where I'm talking about soft. A lot of times when you have a public figure and they mention race, it's a very touchy subject. If I was of another color, and if I was a if if I was a white boy and I made this comment. Black dudes are really good bas- basketball players. There's a lot of people that would say that's a racist comment. Because I talked about race. So, here you have a president that does not... We have a president that lacks tact. We have a president that lacks the capability to put things together in a light manner like proper politicians do. So, he just gives it to you. Like Peter Griffin from Family Guy. So because of that, it rubs people the wrong way. A lot of people like things dressed up in a bow. No matter what it is. Even if it's a lie, lie to me. This president... I'm not saying he don't lie. But this okay. president... Okay. <laughs> I said he don't lie. But this president does not have tact and a filter when it comes to saying things how he wants to say. So... What I say to people that say that they're racist, everybody has all these sound bites and clips and these quotes. Why you don't why we don't have any 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 N-words or why we don't have any any other race? Cause like when he got into it with the with the with the Latin lady, he called her fat. He didn't call her a racist Latin word. So my thing is, is that you don't just become a racist two years ago. You don't just become a racist five years ago. That's something that's been in you. So if you want to look to his daddy and say his daddy told him to be a racist, then that means that somewhere along the line, there should be some racist comments and somebody should be coming forth and be like, you know what? I was a black intern for Donald Trump and he called me the N-word 13 times. How's that happened? Kanye West. Idiot. Alright. Now, I'm not going to, unless unless the conversation goes there, I'm not going to talk about his visit to the White House. (laughs) But I will refer to something he said about a former president. Common phrase. He said, George Bush doesn't care about black people. If somebody was to say that same phrase today, but change the name to Donald Trump, would it fit? No. Or. I 
I, nah, you know, it, it, it would fit, actually. Let me say that. Let me say it fit. I don't believe this dude wakes up every day to be like, how can I help black folks? I don't. I don't. Um, I don't. All right, and I just want to ask you, because you are unapologetic black man who voted for Donald Trump. So, and I know people that have voted for Donald Trump. I know people that said that they regretted the vote, but you're not one of those. No, sir. So, hearing what you're saying there, and talking about doing for black folks. Now, you've you've had some uh, harsh words for former president President Barack Obama. Yes. What? is the issue that you have with President Obama. So, your president, Barack Obama Nation, um, I could go to what I believe in, religious-wise. We'll say that for last. Let's start with... What did he do? He bailed out the very people that helped us get into... The depression that we that we had, the banks. So these dudes that gave ill-advised loans to people that they knew were not qualified to even understand what a compound interest rate is. You gave them loans that exceeded what they make, amongst other things, and then you bailed them out instead of holding them accountable. What I will. For me with Obama is Obama was too much of a people pleaser and he talked too much. And he did not do or even attempt to do. Don't get me wrong. Donald Trump isn't just doing everything he said he's doing because he has opposition. His own doggone party don't even like. But the problem is is that if I say I'm going to bring you some ice cream at 3 o'clock on Wednesday, Two o'clock, I'm standing in an ice cream line, but I get denied. I've tried every effort because I'm going to another store to try to get you ice cream. At least I tried to actually do what I said I was going to do. But if I only try to get you ice cream, I'm a liar. So <clears throat> let's talk about what Obama said that he wasn't going to do. Obama said that schools weren't going to close on his watch. More schools and more education buildings closed under Obama's watch than both Bush's administrations combined. That's 16 years to eight. That's one. Number two, he has three things that you can really attach to him. He has a healthcare system that I will take my hat off to him even trying to provide health care to a country like us that should already have that. I will take my hat off. But when you go to the confines and the governing terms of that health care, it hurt and it was detrimental to a lot of people, including some of the ones that it was supposed to help. Because if I'm a person and I don't want health care, I'm penalized for not having it. Then on top of that, I'm a business owner. So on that top of that, if I have employees, particularly a female, and she wants an abortion under the Obamacare, 
That abortion, I got to fund. Because that's a form of birth control. So, the two things that I give him credit for is the car industry and Obamacare. But eight years, that's all we have. Now, you mentioned depression. Now, by definition, the country was in a recession and was stopped from going into depression because of some of these acts like the bailout uh, that tend to, even though it helped those individuals that put us there, it also helped the economy as a whole. Does that not outweigh the accountability piece, the fact that we help the economy as a whole versus hurting the whole nation and going into a depression? Well, no, because he incurred more debt in the eight years than the 16 years combined with both Bushes. And then on top of that, some of the other relationships that were severed suffered. So the influx of oil and the apex and those groups and because he was trying to play whatever he was trying to play with the APEC group, he said, bump y'all, I'm going to open up Cuba. So, he may have did something on this side, but it proved to be detrimental. One thing Democrats don't understand is every time you give something away, it has to come from somewhere. Like, that's, it, it just has to. If I give you $5, it, has to, it comes from something. That, that's taken away from something. My gas, my, my what I eat for dinner, lunch, something. And then on top of that, we can get to, I'm, I'm a Christian. That was what he said that he was when he first came to the presidency, was that he was Christian. He had this preacher that from this church that he hardly went to, and that was his claim to fame. His claim to fame was he was this dude. He stands up on those principles. But in fact, he actually was for funding places like that were actually standing up for abortion. So there was a particular group of people that got caught for selling baby parts from abortion. He was for funding them. So you wanna out, I mean, you gave a couple of car companies some money, but you're for partial birth abortion, which allows you to get an abortion during your second trimester, which has a machine come hit a baby in the head and then you pull out the baby parts separately. You tell me what out does that. Alright, well there's always different discussions that when you when you bring up Christianity as a Christian myself I always tend to wonder when you look at freedom of choice or you look at judgment, if it is not our job to judge and then if it's and if we do have freedom of choice, then what is the responsibility of us as individuals? And is it, is it our job to limit the ability of someone else when they're supposed to have freedom of choice? So, 
That's a loaded question too. So let me start by saying the freedom of choice when you have something inside of you that's greater than you is really not freedom if you think about it. So as Christians, me and you both believe that we serve a spirit that's inside of us that's a God. That's our, what some people would say, conscious, enemy, um, all these things. So when you have something that because of our religion says that we are going to feed this more than that, is it really free will? It's not really free will. Now, judging, that's another popular word that the world has used, negatively. When we have to look at everything that is about us that's natural. Anger, um, lust, judging, these are all things that are natural in us. And when used through God, they're proper. Lust, well, you're gonna lust for your wife. Nothing wrong with that. Anger, there's nothing wrong with anger. It just says don't sin. It says be angry at sin. Judging, there's a funny thing about judging. So because Tupac is probably more famous than a lot of the Bible scriptures, out there, we look at only God can judge me, which that's, that's not entirely true. The flip side to that is <clears throat> I cannot, A, condemn anybody. So there's a difference between judging and condemning. Two, anybody that's outside of the will of God, I can't judge. They're already judged. But the Bible strictly talks about corrective behavior and they use two very very specific words one is reproof the other one is admonish it says that and I'll paraphrase anybody can google those two words reproof and admonishment Paul taught us that with several letters back with telling this dude to give him to the devil and this dude is crazy and this dude is here that's the thing iron shop is iron well, how do I sharpen iron if I'm not correcting? So limit, I mean, if that's the word you want to use because you're doing this and you want to come this way, you can use that word. It's not really limit. What happens is, is you have a person that has a job. You have a person that says that they believe in this. Why is it that we have things that we can point to in the world that we understand? We understand when Tom Brady sticks, he says he's a patriot. So because he's a patriot, he sticks to this playbook. Anything that's outside of this playbook means that he's doing it on his own. He doesn't want to be a patriot. You got bloods and crips. You're a blood. Then it means that you want to strive to be this. We understand that concept. We understand that there are certain things that make you a Christian. And there are certain rules and guidelines that come behind that. So a person that supports homosexuality openly, you got to question their salvation. Because how do you support something that God hates? Whatever it is. Whether it's homosexuality or whether it's infidelity with heterosexual. How do you support that? Then even worse, he lit the White House up in a rainbow. Not to represent what it was supposed to mean, God's bow. No, he lit it up in a rainbow to represent the same homosexuality that he endorsed. And helped for they can get married. Your president, Barack Obama Nation. And see, and, and here's the thing where 
intent, motivation. Uh, one thing I think a lot of people missed with uh, President Obama is he said in the beginning that he would be the president to all Americans. Not a certain group of Americans, but to all Americans. And so when you mention marriage between homosexuals, this is a debate that I've had for a long time with a lot of people. And it has to do with rights. Not choices, not sexual preference, but rights. As a human being, if you decide to be with somebody of the same gender, do you forego rights that are given to other couples, such as being able to be on each other's insurance, uh, being able to have uh, the right to speak on the state, things of that nature that come with the quote-unquote marriage. Here's the, here's the thing where I see with that. I see a fight for rights and then a fight for a word. Because if we were extending the rights of their, the rights of a union, which uh, civil union versus marriage, and never use the word marriage, would it have been so much resistance if we were just talking about the rights of human beings? That's a deep question. Um, let me first address homosexualism marriage to me doesn't even exist. Like you can't, I don't even recognize that first off. Um, because as we ask, as they ask to get rights and to get preferential treatment for a lifestyle. Um, and there's going to be a lot of people that probably give you backlash for me and tear me up when I say this and I'm good with it. So, alcoholic and homosexual is the same thing. What I mean by that is that in order for me to be an alcoholic, I have to drink. So, if I don't drink, I'm not an alcoholic can't be born an alcoholic. I have to actually do something which now puts me in a state of where now I contribute to alcohol. Homosexuality. Homosexuality is a preference. It's not a thing where you can see it, look at it, feel it, touch it, or even if you want to go, let's... I, I, don't, I don't even have to mention about it. You're a top scientist in the world cannot produce a gene that they can look up and say, well, you know what, you have the X, the Y, and the O. It's not a gene called homosexuality. Not a gene. It doesn't come. It doesn't there. It's a preference. With that even being said, domestic partnership has, has been a thing well before homosexual marriage. And with you saying that it's a choice a preference and identifying that with alcoholism 
as an alcoholic do you lose human rights that you would lose as a homosexual versus domestic partnership that wasn't covered under marriage? That's a good question, and I see why you went there. So, the comparison stops in that in that aspect when it comes to alcoholism, because homosexualism, like it wouldn't be the same. But what happens is, is that it, you don't lose nothing. Homosexuals never lost anything. An alcohol lick would never lost anything. You just didn't have it. It was a group of people that felt like they wanted to have something that they never had. It was never lost. We ne- there was never an issue where it was like, okay, I had boom, boom, and boom. So, no. What it would be with the same alcoholism is that you want something. You now want alcoholism to be looked at as a learning disability. However, whatever the alcoholism is. I'm just going to use this for the sake of the argument. Alcoholism group wants to... They want to get discounts at the liquor store. Because they felt like they were born to be alcoholic. (laughs) And I'm being real facetious because... Don't get me wrong. There is a huge difference between somebody that is poisoning their body through an alcohol, which is virtually a drug, and being impaired, DUIs, you know, and things of that nature is way more heavy than anything. So I'm not using the actual acts of alcoholics on the same level as homosexuals because homosexuals homosexuality is not killing a person alcoholism is actually taking lives and you know and, and then we're going to move on uh, from this but I do want to raise this last point if we're looking at homosexuality through a spiritual religious lens and labeling that as a sin wouldn't all sins fall under the same category as far as whether that's punishment or lack of ability to obtain certain things or or to not have certain rights wouldn't that affect all or should that should that not be just attached to one group. That's tough because that man that's smoking crack is not trying to get rights. So it's tough for me to say he's not supposed to be attached to this one group, but this one group is the only one that's trying to get these preferential treatment. This one group is saying that they're born doing that. So it's kind of hard to say, to answer your question with a clear-cut answer because that person that smokes crack is not trying to get tax credits. He ain't trying to get no tax breaks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, we had got on this tangent uh, speaking about <laughs> 
President Obama. And my question to you is, because I, I know, you know, we've known each other for a while. And I'm wondering, when you make the statement, worst president ever, is that for shock value? Or do you actually mean that? I would say it's a little bit of both. I believe he's one of the worst we've ever had. Um, <clears throat> and I can't, I can't... I say something for shock value because I don't really like dude at all. Um, but I'm also not a hater. So some of the things that he, he's done, I'll never take away from him. Um, but he's definitely one of the worst ones that we've had when it comes to just being a president. Now, if you talking about just having a black dude that can get up there and talk in a suit and sound good and be able to just debate better than... Cool, we can talk about that. But if we start talking about things, like, whatever you hold Donald Trump at, besides the racism, whatever you hold Donald Trump at, whether it's the immigration, whether it's whatever you have it, as a matter of fact, you can even keep racism in there. Whatever you hold Donald Trump at, I dare you to go look at him and ask how much did Obama do. Okay, so he's racist towards Mexicans. Well, more people were deported with Obama than Trump. So, like to ask, answer your question, I really think he's one of the worst ones we had. But he did do some things, and I'll say this, because I haven't said it yet. I will say this. What I do appreciate Obama for... It's similar to Tiger Woods. I'm not a Tiger Woods fan at all. But these, what these two people have in common is that there is a black kid somewhere, somewhere, that seen somebody that looked like him being sworn in. And at that moment, he thought outside of him being a rapper and an athlete. And he tried to do something else. So with that alone... Definitely appreciate Obama for that. And that's really one of the things that I, I really wanted to to touch on. And you know, when you talk about deportation, you know, those being deported, let's let's also be fair with how you said sixteen years versus eight years of the Bushes. You're also talking four years plus to eight years of Trump versus Obama, uh, but however, that last comment that you made, it would be culturally irresponsible not to mention that. True story. And that was that's one of the main things I said because I remember as a kid, fifteen years old and younger, being asked the question, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" And I give whatever answer I gave. Mm -hmm. And they would ask me, wouldn't you like to be the first president? The first black president. And my answer was always, you have to be 35 years old to be a president. So you're telling me it's going to take 20 years <laughs> before you allow a black president in the office? At least 20 years. Because most presidents aren't 35. Mm -hmm. And so I always had an issue with the fact that it was always said that this would never happen. Like mm -hmm. that was always in the head. Like, you know, maybe you could be the first 
30 years from now. Yeah. And so I've been in the classroom with a lot of youth, high schoolers. So I'm talking about people that are 16, that half of their life they had President Obama in office. They don't ever have to be asked that question. Mm. And that's something that is seen as a norm for them. Half of their life they had President Obama in office. And the criticisms or whatnot or the achievements, whatever it may be, like you said, they are now able to see further than anybody before them was able to see. True story. I, 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 you know, I like to use a lot of sports analogies. Isaiah Ryder, Oakland, California. Slam dunk contest. He pulls out a dunk where he puts the ball between his legs and dunks it. Crowd goes wild. They call it the East Bay Funk Dunk. Had never been done before. Now, mind you, all I said is he put the ball between his legs and dunked it. Ever since it was seen, every slam dunk contest after that, everybody, every dunker can do that dunk and has done it and added something to it. But it had never been done until he did it. And once it was seen, it was able to achieve and go furthermore. So, you know, with that said, it is a, a moment, a time in history that has to be acknowledged, that has to be respected at all costs. Because it changes the outlook of not just that one that you mentioned, but every one that sat there. These kids, it's normal to them. They're never going to look at like, oh, this is possible in 40 years. They're growing up with already seeing this. So for me, it is imperative that that has to be mentioned when you're looking at President Obama and him being where he's at. Now, when I say, you know, the criticism that you have for, for President Obama, if he was not a black president, would you feel as strongly with your stance for President Obama? Yes. Because I, I actually pay attention and, and do research. So I'm going to hold a person for what they were saying when they was trying to get elected. Then I'm going to hold them accountable for that. I tear up Bill Clinton. Um, I tear up the first Bush, W. I tear up Reaganomics, which was detrimental to us, alongside of how they started to break up the family. I want to say this too real quick about Obama. Like, I remember this, this memory. I used to have this saying when somebody um, was taking too long. I would always say this. I would always say, um, like if somebody was taking too long to do something, I'd be like, dang, man, what is you doing? What is you waiting for? A black president? Mm. And when Obama got elected, that was the first thing I thought. I was like, dang, I can't even say that no more. Because yes, I never thought that would happen. You know, and we'll close out with this as we're wrapping up this session. Uh, One of the things when I think about President Obama versus President Trump and the way that President Trump, like you said, speaks carelessly and loose lip as he does, uh, 
Uh, I remember when President Obama got inaugurated and there was this moment where we all held our breath when he walked out because everybody was concerned, supporters, that they might take him out. And that that would be the end right there. <laughs> and couldn't even enjoy mm-hmm. that moment. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if Trump supporters ever had that moment. As many things as he may have said, as many people that have come and claimed to be offended, I wonder if, if, if Trump supporters ever had that moment where they felt like, oh no, he went too far. I wonder if they're going to take him out. Just a little something for you, sir. Please come in the comments. Let us know how you feel about this conversation. Uh, we can continue. Definitely have a part two. want to thank our guests for coming in and having a great time just expressing viewpoints. Like I said, we are here to have the conversation. Get out. Vote. If you want to hear more about this, let us know. Send us a message. What are we talking about? <laughs>